Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew? Uh, 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 bueno, que tal? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all of a sudden trying to think of Spanish and thought, I should have prepared this beforehand. I'm very good, Darren. How are you? Um, it's not as if we don't do this every week. It's not as if like there's a fixed format for introducing the podcast. Not always in um, but Spanish. I, I'm actually... <laughs> That's this, a fair point. We do this once a year, it seems. <laughs> we, we do. We do it about once a year it's with like the very the, special guest we've lined up, the wonderful Anya O'Connor. Hello, How are you, Anya? Hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> todo bien. Gracias, todo bien. There you go. That's how you See, do that, it. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's about the, that's about all I remember now. <laughs> We've exhausted my supply. Like la, la cuenta. But yes, so uh, we are kicking off, as we kind of mentioned last week, we're kicking off a miniature world tour season. Last year, we ended up with an impromptu three-month world tour season where because everybody was feeling locked down, because everybody was trapped in their homes, we decided on the 250 we'd take you For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. Like there was, it was just a spontaneous (laughs) thing. We just said that it was a reason. Um, (laughs) But we just kind of, like people were locked in their homes and we kind of figured we would bring the world to you. We'd take a sample of world cinema and we bring it to you films from places you know like spain um like you know the the other places that are not spain obviously places <laughs> like say japan places like mexico um place like england circling back around to kind of scandinavia and kind of like bring a sampling of these movies to you so you could enjoy them we're doing something similar this year it's going to be a much shorter season it's only going to be five weeks long it's going to be most of may um and that is going to be a short world tour and joining us for this discussion the fantastic Anya o'connor who helped us kick off last year with contratiempo yeah god i mean it, that that is a year ago we did that Right at the beginning of of this weirdness, it is. Has anyone commented yet on 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 the the pandemic? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting time capsule. If, yeah, be an interesting time capsule if people are going back and listening to this without any context whatsoever. But yes, so um, we we talked to Anya. We said we'd love to have Anya on roughly kind of once a year. She's our expert in you know not Latin American or kind of Latin cinema. Be, in general, more places. than once a year. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it's not us. Yeah, if, if we could book Anya every week, we would have Anya on every week. But no, <laughs> but no. Um, so we reached out. We the said, Anya cast. Yeah, that's it exactly. Uh, featuring Darren and Andrew. But no, we, we reached out. And we said, um, "Would you like to go on? Would you like to talk to us again about a movie?" And she said, "Yes, very graciously." And I said, "Well, we've actually got one we've been thinking about covering, and we talked to you about Spanish language cinema before. Um, you were obviously on with us about Roma last year, Contra Tiempo. Um, you were also on with the, the Secrets in Their Eyes." So would you feel comfortable coming on and talking about Wild Tales, um, the 2014 Damien Zifron movie? Um, and you said very graciously, yes. So do you, when was the first time you saw it? Did you see it on release in 2014? Uh, did you see it when it came out in Ireland, 2015? Uh, did you see it more recently? What was your first viewing of it? I saw it in 2015 when it came out here. And then I watched it again a couple of weeks ago in preparation for talking to you. And um, it's, it's, I feel strangely ambivalent about it. <laughs> I feel, this is great. This is what happens when Darren suggests a movie. I feel really bad now. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> no, but there's lots to talk about. Maybe like ambivalence, I guess, is maybe not such a bad thing. Like ambivalence can be strong feelings in two directions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot to discuss. I mean, I, I just, 
I feel like I should feel more attached to it than I do. It, it, it's like it should be my more my cup of tea than it is. And I'm, I can't really work out and I would enjoy thrashing out with you too why I don't and why I should. And it even has, you know, Ricardo Doreen, which for me is always a bonus. Yeah, the star of seemingly every like South American Spanish language movie. I go on to like <laughs> Letterboxers IMDb. The man is just constantly filming five things simultaneously. Like when you go into the cast listings for like other actors in this, the four IMDb posters in which they appear always also have Ricardo Darren in them, yeah. which is kind of amazing. Um, yeah. All right. So very, very quickly in terms of uh, introductions, in terms of kind of just laying out the table for Wild Tales, um, for Relatos Salvage. I'm actually should probably defer to Anya on the pronunciation of that, actually. Relatos Salvajes. Which I will be referring to exclusively as Wild Tales over the course of this <laughs> podcast. Um, but yes, so Wild Tales, Tales premiered at Cannes in 2014, at the Cannes Film Festival in May 2014. It was an interesting year uh, in terms of the the Cannes Film Festival, and particularly in competition. Some all-time classic movies here. So you had films like, say, The Clouds of Sils Maria uh, by Oliver Essayas. You had, like, Bennett, uh, Bennett Miller's Foxcatcher in there. Goodbye to Language by Jean-Luc Godard. You even had, like, Maps of the Stars by Cronenberg. Mummy, which we covered last year by Xavier Dolan. Um, and, of course, the ultimate winner, the Turkish movie Winter Sleep, which uh, one of our recurring guests has insisted that we cover at some point because it keeps coming in and out of the 250. And I've kind of been putting that one on the long finger. Um, and Wild Tales aired in the, sorry, brought released in the middle of this kind of in-competition slate. And a lot of people were like, what the hell is this doing in the middle of that lineup? This is, you know, it's a black comedy. It's an anthology film. Um, it's from a director, Damien Zifron, who doesn't necessarily have a very fine pedigree. He's done a lot of work in television up to this point. So what the hell is going on with this movie? Why is this in competition at Cannes? And in particular, it 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 is shown at Cannes immediately following Winter Sleep, which is the movie that would go on to win the Palme d'Or that year. And Winter Sleep is not necessarily a very cheerful, upbeat, happy film. It's also 196 minutes long. And so what you get is this weird effect at Cannes, where this movie screens after this more than three hour Turkish epic, and everybody at Cannes seems to breathe a sigh of relief and go, what is this, this sweet kind of manna from heaven? It's light, it's nimble, it's funny, it's breezy, it's accessible. It gets rave It's got Ricardo Darin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, like, I, not I, to spoil Winter Sleep, but Winter Sleep doesn't have Ricardo Darin in it. No, like, it not even in a, Not even in, like, one-sixth of it. And it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, too. And, like, I feel like almost um i might feel the same way about him that you do <laughs> <laughs> i'd say so yeah i mean he is quite dishy like even even like again and we'll, we'll get into talking about him late in this movie later on i don't think he's meant to be dishy here but he's still kind of dishy yeah he can't help like, himself it's meant to be like kind of, you know, was it like uh, Michael Douglas in Falling Down? And it's like, yeah, but what if he was also like smoldering? Yeah, that, but it's <laughs> the same in, um, with um, the uh, uh, Secret in Their Eyes. Or what is it? That's the Secret yeah. de, de los Ojos. Yeah. Uh, the, um, he's he's not necessary. I mean, he is, he is the romantic lead, but there, there, there's 
there's elements of the character where where it's maybe not constructed in order to kind of you know make you fall in love with him necessarily no I mean, not u- at all ultimately it 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 perhaps is um but yeah no true 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 throughout you 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 feel you feel like um yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ricardo Darin cast. Um as we call it the dream cast, the dream boat cast. But yes. Um okay, well like it Wild Tales went on to be a phenomenon uh, culturally speaking. So like in its native Argentina, uh, it broke box office records. It opened with something like 450,000 tickets, taking 2.5 million dollars of the box office, which was a new record for a local film. And the biggest opening in 2014 in Argentina for any film whatsoever. Um, it was produced or released, distributed by Warner Brothers, uh, which again is a big deal because it's a movie then that has an international kind of appeal or cachet oh, to it as well. Pedro um, Almodovar helped produce it as uh, well. The, the, himself yeah, and his brother you can did. definitely yeah, they... smell all this hell there, yeah. <laughs> I sense we're probably going to talk about that in a moment as well. Um, And like it became a genuine cultural phenomenon in Argentina. And again, not these are out of context. These are not spoilers whatsoever. But like to say I am Bombita in Argentina apparently acquired a meaning similar to saying going postal uh, in the United States. One of the actors um, who appears in the um, in the sixth segment of the movie um, the the actor, uh, Miss, sorry, Miss Re- uh, Rivas is her name. She says the people stop her on the street, pull out their smartphones, and ask her to recite specific lines of dialogue, <sighs> including one spoken to the videographer saying, film this for me, Nestor. Like, it's become like a viral cultural phenomenon. People stop her in the street and ask her to say lines from the movie. And then obviously it was released overseas. It did very well overseas. It was nominated for the Best Foreign Film uh, awarded the Oscars. It did not win that. But again, it was an anthology film and it was a comedy and it was an odd fit. So, Andrew, I'm actually very thrilled about this because normally on the podcast we have our poker faces on. I don't know how you feel about a particular film before we talk about it. But generally. you let your poker... Generally, you let that kind of mask slip a little bit. I'm excited about this. Yeah, well, When was the we, first we, time you we, saw we, Wild Tales? I, it was a few weeks ago. Um, and then I, 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 watched, I watched it again just kind of last night um um to 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 have it fresh um but yeah we we have spoken about this kind of um i mean listeners will be surprised by this but darren and i will occasionally speak off off mic off mic i know it. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that this would be enough but yes. uh, to Two hours constantly every week for five years, but apparently there's there's not enough. I need more Andrew in my life, and Andrew needs more Darren. Um, yeah, he's like yeah. Ricardo's not available, so I this guess I'll is, take Mooney. This, this is why I have no time for anyone else, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have spoken about um, about this this movie. Or, or I I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I love this movie. I love 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 this movie. I think it's amazing. It's like top to bottom incredible. I think anyone, maybe, um, I did. It's, it's it. I I um, I'm I'm not surprised that it was a hit at at Cannes because I think this 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 is great. Um, it 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 it, it could be in my top ten. Um, uh, uh, of all time. 
I think so. I mean, like, I don't have that much distance from it yet. And people's opinions of movies would change over time. But, um, I mean, so far, so good. I, I, what, I got giddy watching it yesterday. Um, I was just, and, and, and it's one of those movies when you, like, for me anyway, watching it, I just kept thinking, this is so good. <laughs> like, like, uh, like yes, I get to watch this movie, and it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> look at all this good stuff the movie's doing. So yes, and it's um, continuing to do it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I feel really cheated. I feel like there's something wrong with me. No, I mean, I, it, it, I, I mean, I guess I'll talk. I, I feel like, um, there's probably things about it that I liked that mightn't. Um, that other people might not not really. I don't know. Sorry, actually, the, 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 um, it, yeah, it's like a personal thing, I guess. It, but but, I've I've I like um I like something about the movie's kind of philosophy, um. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um, what about yourself, Tara? You're you're probably not going to give much away. Is Darren frozen? <laughs> is Darren frozen? Uh, <laughs> photo of him. Did it, Did you just come up in a cowboy hat <laughs> <laughs> for like a second? <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny the presence of the cowboy hat. <laughs> um. Yeah, apologies. I kind of I I dropped off there, but yeah, that, what I heard um was like, and again, this is a thing where. Like, I've joked on the podcast before that this podcast occasionally feels like some sort of weird Rube Goldberg machine I've constructed to torture Andrew, where we just watch movies every week for five years, and Andrew has to just, like, subject himself to watching these movies over and over again. So I'm actually thrilled that he, you It'll love this. It'll be a fairly straightforward Rube Goldberg machine. It is. Like, it's, it's rather... Because there, there, like, there is, like, a VCR or a DVD <laughs> player. It's like a record machine with DVDs in it. Yes. Right and and a harness for keeping yes. me attached to the. Um, to, <laughs> I, I I guess most of the Rube Goldberg stuff is is kind of like a like a catheter colostomy bag or how, how, how much of this are you are you sorry this okay. this is a metaphor Darren I'm sorry yes yes it's a metaphor <laughs> I wasn't actually a literal Rube Goldberg okay. but yes um so yes I I really like this I think I saw it back on its release around about 2015 the same time Oni did I remember quite liking it I came back to it and found myself just really swept up in the energy of it um it's it's a movie that just goes it's incredibly propulsive it's well constructed um and watching it again for this podcast and watching it again kind of like when we did some rescheduling because i watched it twice recently um you really note how well put together the film is um because uh, it it's it's immaculately constructed. It's it's breezy. It's light and it's sweet. It balances tone really well. It's like anthology films are hard because they're basically connecting a series of short films. This feels at times like a playlist at a wedding. I wrote. Well, again, that image is kind of suggested by the last uh, installment in the anthology. But like you can tell, Ziffron's talked about how like he was working on a science fiction film, a Western film, a horror film. He wanted to do one of those, but he couldn't get them working. So he would always go off and he'd write a short story. And he realized at the end that he had six short stories and he could structure them into a movie. 
And the beauty of the film is that it just goes. It, it kind of like jumps from one of the six short stories to the next, and they all feel like they build on one another. They all feel like they connect thematically, if not literally. And the movie kind of crests and flows in the right way. So when when you feel like this is a bit light and goofy, you get something that's a little bit heavy and chunkier. When you're starting to feel, oh man, this stuff is pretty heavy and pretty serious, it starts to go, okay, let's let's put on the gas a little bit and have a bit of fun. And like, the, I think it's impact- always serious and always fun. I, like think, that, I think the balance that, sort of shifts. I think, like, I think, say, the fifth story is pretty dark, and I think the sixth story is pretty light, for example. You know, I think, like, in terms of, like, in terms like, of tone and in terms of resolution. Dark in a kind of a fun way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this is... This is not Winter Sleep. This is a very different movie than Winter Sleep. Um, all right, then. So to, to kind of kick us off there, um, three questions to get us started. So Anya, do you think that Wild Tales belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies ever made? I'm really struggling. I'm really, really struggling. I mean, I, obviously, I knew you were going to ask this. And I, yeah, I think it does. Like, I think it's a great, I think it's a great piece of cinema um i think it's incredibly well made it's really well put together um i think that it's just on some level it's i think it's just that i feel i should love it more than i do and i feel that that is to do with me not the film so yes i'm gonna say it to belong all right so is it like is it when you say that you don't connect with it is it like can you put it down is it tone maybe is it pacing is it like the fact that it's it's six things at once is it too frivolous is it too dark is it or is it something that's just ineffable no i really can't put my finger on why and i have thought about it like i mean tonally i like it um i'm the whole concept of well i'm not gonna yeah, it's not you know it, the whole concept. Of six uh, short films together, yeah, built around the theme of of anger or retribution or violence. The theme of uh, really appeals to me of of losing control of um, what happens if you stop behaving. All of that stuff really, really interests me. Um, I think some of the resolutions annoyed me a little okay. bit. All right, then we will save that conversation for for later on. Perhaps, yeah, I'm wondering are are there, there's a kind of a supposition that oh well it's it it's an anthology movie. It feels like it's there. There's a kind of an expectation it being an anthology movie that it shouldn't be good. I, 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 I but the, I I feel like the, the, there there's a lot of kind of conservatism, as in there's probably there's probably tons of movies. Well, that I mean, should we covered never Pulp Fiction have been earlier. movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We covered Pulp Fiction earlier this year. Like, Shortcuts uh, by Altman is there. I'm going to have one in my recommendations, and I think everybody can guess what that is, but it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time anyway. And it's also arguably an anthology film. Is it, um, so... is it a ballad of something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is not. No. Oh, but yes, we'll also throw in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs then, although yeah, that's yeah. perhaps more that's contentious. not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going All to be right, surprised take... if if that if that was your 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 recommendation. But yeah, no, no it, 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 I, I think there are things that recommend it. But yes, it makes sense in terms of um, I think I think with writing in general, like if if somebody is writing, they kind of there 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 is there is a kind of a it feel like there there is an impetus to kind of make it a novel. Is like maybe don't make it a novel, you know, <laughs> the, like like where 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 there's some sort of a hierarchy, 
in thinking yes. of um a short story is somehow like a lower kind of it's it's art it's, form exactly yeah it's it's something you do if you don't have time to write a novel like or that and and that an anthology movie is 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 somehow kind of a, a lesser kind of where, where yeah whereas really it's a more appropriate format for 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 certain kinds of stories that would that would have maybe a more enjoyable um pace if if they were if they were put into short stories and kind of layered on top of each other but um yeah because because the like television is is episodic so you, you can't really tell um short stories particularly well in 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 television um i guess well, I mean, he he has, Zifron has acknowledged things like the amazing stories, Spielberg's amazing stories, and Alfred Hitchcock presents as influences on this. And you can really kind of feel that. Um, yeah, the uh, I, Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, although I think this, yeah, again, it's not explicitly supernatural, it's not explicitly mystical, it's it's just kind of like a set of characters. And actually, this is probably something to talk about with Anya, because um, it is actually, when you mention short films there, the short film is an interesting art form, because I think find increasingly when i watch short films they often feel like calling cards they often feel like their directors saying yeah well here's a proof of concept but give me more money and i will make a bigger film which is to what andrew's saying the suggestion that making a big film or a long film or an actual film is somehow an art form worth pursuing in a short film is kind of something to be discarded or something that like that is less important than you know a narrative feature length presentation perhaps um all right then, and for myself, if I were, yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of sitting with it. I'm still stewing with it. I like it a lot. I think it's very well constructed. I think it's nice to have an anthology movie on there. I think it's nice to see Argentinian cinema also represented on there. I think it's nice to have more Ricardo Darren on there. Um, but I also think that, like, I think there's something this movie does which is interesting and worth exploring, and I'm really looking forward to unpacking in the spoiler zone. In that, I think it's a movie about anger. And I think it's a movie about anger in 2014. And I think that watching it now felt quite different than watching it in 2015 because I think I connected more with some of the underlying unspoken anger of the movie, if that makes sense. Now as opposed to then. Now as opposed to then. And I mean, obviously, we'll talk about in the spoiler zone, there were obviously lots of things that people were angry about. And like, one of the big discussions in Argentina, and Zifron has said, no, 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 this was all inspired by like personal stories. And like, as we go through, like he points to say, that was taken from a personal story I have. That happened to a friend he of said, mine. He said this to you, Darren. <laughs> to, me, like, to me personally. No, Darren, this is not what the movie is about. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It's personal. Stop psychoanalyzing the movie, <laughs> God damn it, Darren. Just enjoy Stop it. Stop putting like, it in its sociopolitical context. Oh, God, an historical uh, context. <laughs> but like like I do, because like, you know, 2014, and we'll talk about this when we get to the spoiler zone, things were happening in Argentina. Uh, protests, um, like people were being arrested for like violence in the streets and stuff like that. And you, you like, you don't, not even in Argentina, go worldwide, go to the United States. 2014 was the same year that you had the Flint water crisis. You had Ferguson happening, things like that. And now you look at like the past year that we've had and there, there is that anger there and that kind of simmering, you know, this, this stuff that's boiling over and being articulated. They're mutiny. Yeah. Coming out. And like, it's I funny how, that. if you look back to 2014, there were things happening, 
Yeah, okay, fine. You draw a connection. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, if, I'd, if it had been 2012, I could have gone, oh, yeah, the Occupy protest. That was obviously what was happening there. I'm sorry, Darren. No, no it's, it's, a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. But, like, again, it has been... Dis- this is not a new observation. Like, the Argentinian press have talked at length about how they see it as this commentary on anger in Argentinian culture. And Zifron's like, no, it's just a funny thing that happened to me and well, a friend. I, like, I agree with you to an extent, Darren, because, you know, that culture doesn't exist in a vacuum. And, and, and that you did when, 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 you're, when you're making even a personal story, you, you, you do so in a kind of a context. Or even if it, even if you're making like an historical <laughs> epic, yeah, it's still a 2014 movie, and yeah, yeah, Gladiator is as much about Hollywood in 2000 as it is about ancient Rome, that sort of thing. Um, mm. But what about yourself, Anya? Would it be on your own personal 250, your own 250 favorite movies? No. What if we narrowed it down and said like your top 250 Ricardo Darren movies? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I liked I liked seeing him do what he did. <laughs> yeah, it's a very cathartic movie. Like we should say that going in, it it's is very. A very... And by by the way, the, the I feel like um, it's 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 a like we talked about how it's kind of losing control. I I I I felt like it was about um, taking control. That they, oh, like I, yeah. I suppose, like we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler zone. But it, I, I, I think it was interesting. It, um, kind of about how it kind of deals with these sorts of themes because it, it, it for me, it felt kind of sophisticated. But I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just the kind of like, like impression it, it, it made on me. But, uh, what do you mean it felt sophisticated in, in what regard in the sense of it it felt as if it was about kind of and i suppose like we'll talk about it more on the other side of the spoiler zone but it it, it felt about kind of authenticity and you know, of, of kind of like looking for authenticity in a in a in a sort of an inauthentic world and it did the and the the courage, I guess, of of being a um, of having the kind of conviction in doing something authentic, or if you've if you've done something already in in kind of committing to it disastrously, <laughs> because you have <laughs> you, you you know you you have expressed yourself. If if either you meant it or you didn't. You know, but so, it was still uh, you, yeah. But it was still you. So, so no, but like, like if, if, yeah, if, 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 if you didn't mean it, then like, you know, you shouldn't have said it. But if you did mean it, um, you need to kind of, you know, push forward. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> you're um, getting right into the ph- philosophy there. Yeah, I mean. yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, that, that's how it kind of felt to me. And it felt very sort of profound. I don't feel like it's a movie that is advocating the specific <laughs> actions um, uh, in there. Just but to I, be clear, yeah. But I, but I really kind of supported, I think, almost everything that people did. Oh, yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I, I wasn't like, don't do it. Don't do it. I was like, yes, yes, do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Live vicariously. Be cathartic for me. Well, I, yeah. I mean, like there, there's a moment in it again, like not getting too spoiler or too specific because I won't give anything about context. But there's a moment in the second story uh, where one of the characters quite literally says, uh, hold on, I'll get the exact quote here. Everyone wants these guys to get what they deserve, but no one's willing to lift yeah. a finger. And this is a movie about people lifting fingers. I felt like that, more that than was, fingers. yeah, and yeah, like the, the, that that it, it's it it could be a kind of a political point because I think there is a lot of like what we're doing is talking, but um, <laughs> um, but that that there is there is there is kind of um, you know a, a a lot of there is a particular type of of sort of um, activism and people talk very strongly about things. You know, people's uh, people's kind of you know speech is is very extreme, but kind of how how much are they willing to kind of um, give up or actually kind of do about these things? I guess, and that's not like I I'm not saying that I'm like, particularly engaged <laughs> or anything, but but it felt very true, um, I guess. This is interesting because I I kind of have a slightly different read on this. I'm quite looking forward to having a conversation this war zone about it because I'm not. Yeah, I'm just afraid to say anything. We have to run ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right then. So Andrew, would it be on your own personal top fifty? I think you said it's in your top ten. Which oh is yeah, 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 yeah. It would. And do you, do you know it's a great thing? So many of the movies that we've um, uh, that the, the three of us have done um, would be on kind of would be high up there. Because I, 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 I def, definitely the secret in their eyes, um, but possibly, possibly also Roma. I feel like if 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 I still if I were doing a two fifty, I'd probably still have it there and have it kind of high enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I love this. I, 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 I rented it first. And then when I went to when I went to watch it again last night, I, 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 I bought it because of course. Oh. I do like, by the way, that you're not giving a shout out to Contra Tiempo to uh, the Invisible no, Guest. No, sadly, no. sadly I, that I, didn't make Andrew's personal TV. I, I will never watch that again. The, the, um, <laughs> I haven't bought Contra Tiempo. <laughs> but but no, I, I maybe maybe I should say a little bit more. Did it's it's I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was well acted. I thought the the the, the music was fantastic. I thought it was hilarious. Music, yeah, great. and. Um, kind of exciting uh, throughout. I was never bored once, um, and yeah. And I don't disagree with you on any of that. That that's that's why I feel so ambivalent. I I I just can't understand why I don't love it more. I agree with you about all of that. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just the the it, it's it's um yeah it's um Darreen is 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 like kind of shaking you asking you know, like, <laughs> oh, what is it what is it what's wrong is it me I Ricardo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right, well, we'll we'll, di- we'll dive into that in a moment. For myself, maybe I'm not entirely sure. I liked it. Yeah, again, I saw it back in 2015. Um, I liked it more this time actually, and I had a very very strong reaction to it this time. And it goes. Uh, like again, it's two hours long, but it breezes by. Uh, in yeah. large part, again, 
like when you're constructing an anthology like this, the sequencing of it, like Ziffron's, again, it, it's like a mixtape. Each of the tracks is kind of interesting. Each of the individual stories gets longer and more complicated as it goes, but in a way that kind of builds momentum. I I, I think the movie's masterfully put together, basically. Um, and I, I'm still process. I'm, I don't have as firm a read on it as Andrew does. I don't like, I'm still turning it over in my head, trying to figure out what exactly it's saying or proposing or doing. So I like it a lot. I'm not sure it will make my own personal 250. And then Onya, if listeners have not seen um, Wild Tales, would you recommend that they pause the podcast and stream it to a local device? It is quite easily available compared to some of the movies that we've covered yeah. on the podcast. You can rent it digitally online. It, it is easily to hand. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those films that, that people need to see and make up their own mind about and even if you don't like one part you you'll love another part you know like i mean that that's the great thing about anthology films <laughs> like you don't have to you know you're not you, you, there's always something else to get engaged with if something isn't working for you but i mean each piece is good uh i felt one piece jarred for me okay. and i don't know if that threw it out a bit do you want to give us a number without giving us any details so a number I think it's five. The second to last one, is it? I think. Oh, okay. Gardner. Jose. Gardner. Oh. Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That jarred for me a bit. Okay. Well, it, I think like I think that's the heaviest thing. And that's the thing when I talk like again, when Andrew is talking about like the shift between comedy and kind of seriousness, I think that's the bitterest point in the movie. I think it's the most like barbed. I think it's the the one where you're meant to feel more uncomfortable than you do over the rest of it because it's it's the piece that if one of the pieces doesn't fit and I do think it does fit because I do think that because again step back socio-political historical context and all that sort of nonsense but I do think like the movie's saying things about anger and I think that that fits with that but I think like tonally it's the one that is furthest from the rest without without going too far I think but I think it is different is that fair, mm. Andrew? Would you? Is that like, or am I being? Well, uh, personally, I felt like like it 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 kind of goes into what I think the movie is about. Um, and I felt like the the and and like to an extent, it could it could suffer, I guess, from being an anthology movie because maybe um, if you're if you if you're if you're if you're looking at it as if you're looking at it as a as a complete movie, and I think it is definitely kind of linked yeah. together thematically, um, it's not necessarily always going to make I, I guess the same point in the same way, and sometimes you might feel that 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 some parts of it will undermine others. Um, but I I but I think overall it's um it fits for me. Um, and I got a lot of the kind of vicarious satisfaction out of that strangely and maybe maybe out yeah, of the fifth one I, I think that was the problem for me I didn't yeah, get any out of it I did um and I did I got the, the same the same kind of thrill as I got from and maybe maybe I'm off I just thought it was a tragedy I thought it was it, it, like, things it, I didn't but I felt that one was a tragedy and it didn't it was on undoubtedly a tragedy there is this thing where we um it felt for me that um somebody was just rejecting um uh 
well, eventually, that it took a that it that it that it that it, yeah, yeah, that it took a long time, but eventually, like enough was enough, and it's like I I I I I am not, I'm I'm going to keep it real, um, and that it's the most difficult one, um, it's the most difficult step to take when it comes to kind of um deciding that. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about that, yeah. that later on. But yeah, no. I. I. W- I would defend that. That part of the movie. No, I didn't think it was bad. I just felt that it kind of undermined what I. I felt the message was if there was a message. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. There. There. There was. There was a few kind of themes that I felt were serviced by that. Um. The. Uh, the part of it. like like we do. Um, anyway, sorry, it's difficult to talk about. It's really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. to do. Yeah, without without giving too much yeah. away. So in that case, then we're almost there. So Andrew, uh, would you recommend listeners pause the podcast, watch the movie? Yeah, yeah, I do absolutely. It's very easy to do, and I I'm shocked that I hadn't seen it before. Like, well, I'm I suppose I'm not that shocked, but um, I'm very happy that I have, um, and I would recommend um anyone to watch it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like if 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 you don't get anything out of it in terms of like thinking or feeling any differently, um, uh, after having seen the movie, you will at least um feel different watching while watching the movie, which and and it's it's thrilling, um. So yeah, well, I mean, watch it for that if nothing else. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I would entirely agree. I actually text several people while watching it, thinking that this would be perfect for them. I don't know what that says about me or them or my opinion of them, but there were several <laughs> people that I was like, "Yep, this nobody feels texted like a- you when watching it." <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a Darren movie. It's right there. This is kind of like taps into everything that we associate with Darren. With that in mind, then we'll segue neatly into the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. So Anya, whether <laughs> whether in, in <laughs> whether in aggregate or in in your favorite installment, what is Wild Tales about for you? Okay, I mean, Ziffron said that it was about losing control. I mean, he said lots of things, but he he felt that it was about losing control, and I suppose that was in my head. And that's why the fifth part jarred, because I didn't feel that that's what that was about. I felt that that was about something else entirely. Um, I the, Otherwise, the thing of, of just going against social convention, the thing of um, is it a, um, there's what you should do and what you want to do. And what happens when you do what you want instead of what you've been taught you should is really interesting. And I felt that that was, you know, that he offered five versions of that. And then this strange, complicated thing that for me didn't sit well. And then I found the sixth part difficult to You mean going from with. the fifth to the sixth, is it? Yeah. Mm. I found that difficult to kind of go back. All oh, right, are we back at 
the, the, the kind of you the know, joyous, when you lose like control, control or we back. I was like, oh, okay. I, I thought, I, I think maybe I was expecting progression. I, and I didn't see I that. Guess for me, the fifth uh, part made sense. And it made made sense in a, in a way that was more correct more courageous or difficult maybe than 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 the other parts of it because it was making a point about conventions but it was going after um a more sacred convention of 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 family and they 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 they, they it felt like a kind of an examination of um sort of like partiality as in like we we let people who are our family away with things um, that we shouldn't it was let as them much away with. About oh, class. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but the, the 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 entire movie kind of has that. Yeah. The there, the road rage thing is the road rage segment is very much about class. I think with the Aldi and the guy who's driving with the you know with the with the work on top, the redneck and stuff like that. I think it's and I mean hilarious even Bambita is kind of because it's a because it's an Audi commercial. It's brilliant. No, but it is like it's it, it, it's not. No, like, it is the way it's shot. The, like the, the road and the kind of close up on the front I, of the I car and hilarious. the music playing as well. It was so good because it's, it's an, an Audi, Audi commercial, commercial where the Audi driver then, gets brutally murdered, disturbed by not brutally murdered. The the whole lesson, but yeah, of of that is that you don't you don't start you 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 don't shout at. And assholes if you're not willing to fight them to the death i think like if 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 it and there's so much kind of aggression in the world that it's like why are you shouting at that person are are you going to get out of the car are you going to have a fight with them are you willing to kind of suffer all of the consequences that might might follow from this and if you're not maybe you shouldn't um maybe you shouldn't do it in the first place like but but you know that that's the thing is 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 kind of like you know saying what you mean, and of course like I don't think the movie advocates that people should. Um, uh, uh, well, like I loved at the end of it. You know, that. the cops say that it you know it's a crime of passion. It that so it's oh, it seems to be like two lovers yeah. had a quarrel. The they look like bog bodies. Yeah, they look like kind of bog bodies where you see like people yeah. being buried together. Because um, the radio comes on as well. <laughs> As as they're what's it playing? Or... It was playing something. <laughs> it's playing music from Flashdance. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but like, incredible. okay, to, to bring but, it back to the they... fifth segment, which I think is where the contention yeah, lies. Yeah, because because we, it, I, I don't think because we love our families, we don't appreciate how arbitrary the kind of um, choices that we make around them are. You know, as 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 in like. Um, as Darren and I uh, know, the 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 um, we will get away with anything. Um, <laughs> Darren just happens to have never done anything bad in his life, but we we <laughs> we we have the kind of family who 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 would probably uh, sorry no. <laughs> not to who, implicate who, any members of our no, family no, no, in conspiracy no. to do whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, but dude, if if, if fam, fam, families just do look after each other, whether it's whether it's the right thing to do or not, it's the it's the, the, the there there is there is a philosopher Bernard McWilliams, and he had this 
um question about um if your wife is drowning kind of like it 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 and in 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 these kind of ethical questions the way the way people ask them in classrooms is that they try to kind of figure out some sort of moral precepts like in which will tell you how to behave and Brendan Williams's point is that like no you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't like have to rely on any precepts whatsoever you you just know what to do you 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 jump into the river and you save your wife or you save your child or um and and that that is um but the, but the the I I, I what does he say that I, is instinct or what no that 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 it's you 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 that that sorry I'm 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 going to I'm going to misrepresent uh um uh, Williams but <laughs> but yeah Williams. but but I, I I I feel like the the um um or is that the fellow who does the chicken Kievs <laughs> um, philosopher but I, and chef man of a million talents <laughs> renaissance man um, but i feel like the point that this movie is making and maybe it's not maybe that's just what it meant for me is that like we should should do the right thing regardless of kind of what relationship we we have with that person which which is in some way is a kind of like an impartial view it is wrong that um rich people and their children um are not subject to justice and there 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 is and but like you know it's wrong 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 for whom because like with um people people who are in that position benefit from it you know what i mean as it as in um children from uh, wealthy families don't have the kind of consequences that 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 children from from poor families do and what would the, the there is a kind of a assumption all along that it's just about money um and it's like you, you know there nobody is letting um a crisis go to waste because they're all you know make, 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 making a lot of money about it <laughs> and um but there, 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 there's, there's a question of whether it's right or not, and it just gets smellier and smellier and smellier as it kind of goes on, where there's like more people trying to get more money. But it isn't, it isn't about money. It's the money. The money is the is the kind of the um, the signal like, that 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 something is wrong about about um, about what has been proposed, which is to um pay the garden to take the fall exactly yeah 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 then uh, but, uh, yeah i mean ultimately you don't a bit the complicating fact in the middle though that the son wants to confess yeah but, but it, it's like a, a, a parents trying to save a child from from um uh from from self and does the child actually want to want to confess or is the child just inconsolable and the child has no real sense of reality or consequence anyway he doesn't yeah, understand yeah. what will happen if he does i mean again this is one of the things where i think this is where and, and it's kind of interesting that Anya singled out that the the programming not really working for her here where it goes from this the fifth story to the sixth story and getting kind of like whiplash or thrown out i actually thought that was for me one of the most effective parts because the fifth story 
is the story where it goes, oh, this is kind of real, if that makes sense. The the previous four stories are all heightened and cartoonish and surreal. You know, the, the obviously the Pasternak, the plane thing. Although I believe the BFI had to actually put warnings on after the German wings crash. They actually put warnings on beforehand to let people know that it was eerily close to the event. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like that's wild. The, the kind of the, like the rat poison sequence where like the kid vomits up the rat poison, and you have like the 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 other cook who is like so eager to poison him, it almost becomes cartoonish. And then she pulls out the knife. It kind of has this outlandish quality to it the third sequence is the road rage sequence which is as kind of like andrew pointed out starts as an audi commercial and then becomes again this kind of like comedic dark comedy sort of oh look two lovebirds kind of killing each other basically or or dying in the struggle and even the fourth segment which which kind of like the fourth segment threatens to get a little bit real where it's like oh this man is losing his family his wife is divorcing him he's lost his job he no longer has custody of his daughter but it ends with this weird kind of taxi driver ending where he's hailed as a hero and people are bringing in cake and his wife and daughter are visiting him in prison and it it doesn't feel real or tangible and well, it's a vindication of like the the the, the, the film is trying to make a point like it, it's not it's not, and 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 also it could be torn from the headlines let's face it like like they they, they that person would be a hero yeah, but to the extent that like people would let his wife and child into the prison with other inmates so he could have a birthday cake. Anyway, You've look, never uh, been to prison in Argentina. That that's a fair point. Prison in Argentina oh. is great according to most of the people involved. I like I like that that's a recurring through line in the film. <laughs> the recurring through line is prison in Argentina is pretty great. Um it's arguably better than not being in prison in Argentina if you believe the movie in question. <laughs> but like my point is though that like all of that is kind of colorful and playful and fun. And then the fifth segment starts, well, and I it's like I think it's serious too. Like no, I, no, I, it, no, I've, it is, it, it is, it is. But I think that it, you know, but it's, it's over the it's top, over the top, and kind of cartoonish. And I know the fifth, yeah. I know the fifth story has elements that are over the top, like the bit where it's where he's negotiating. He's like, "I'll give you a million. You guys figure out how to split it." And the idea of like where he's in his dressing gown, he goes into the lounge, and he's kind of like, "Oh, you guys figure out how to make this work." But the fifth story begins with the death of like a pregnant woman and like blood on the bumper of a car. And it ends with like her husband or boyfriend inconsolable beating who we know is an innocent man to death with a hammer. And it like it closes. He's not an innocent man, by the way. He's not an innocent man, no. though. Yeah. Like the the every the, 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 it's about so kind of like like he is relatively innocent. Yes. And also he is being exploited. Yes. But 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 there is there is a a, a um... he cashes in oh, he, on being yeah, a bit yeah, okay, yeah, yeah yeah he cashes in okay but I I still think beating him to death with a hammer is still a disproportionate response yeah no right. one 100 one, one percent and, and he didn't deserve that no, yeah, i like that so maybe maybe a light scolding um maybe like a slap or maybe a broken knuckle or something just but, a little straightener yeah but like <laughs> my, my point is though like the way in which that shot next to you where it cuts to black and you hear the sound of the hammer coming down again and again and again yeah. and you have to sit with it that like when i watched it that was a jarring moment to me that was the one moment in it where it felt like this is this is actually serious. This is people are actually not cartoon characters. Actual people are dying in this movie. And I know that like the movie opens with a plane crashing into a couple of old folks. But even that is kind of freeze framed on them running. It's like, oh, it's like a it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Basically, it looks like something from a Wile E. Coyote cartoon, whereas you hear the hammer coming down again at the well, end. of the fifth Well, there's second. only one story where somebody doesn't. No, sorry. There are two stories where somebody doesn't die, and there's yeah. four where people die. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, but like, I, I think having... When there's yeah, like a plane full of people dying, there's uh, two people dying to, uh, in, in, in a car. In a car. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the lone uh, shark getting stabbed to death. Yeah, yeah, and... You know, and 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 then Ricardo doesn't kill anyone. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they. they <laughs> He's they too good for this out. sinful movie, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. What 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 I would say, like my my point though, is more that like the fifth season, in terms of tone, I don't think it breaks the movie. I'm not arguing that it breaks the movie or it goes too far or it's too different from what came before. But I do think, relative to what came before, it is darker and heavier and more serious and slightly more somber. And again. Cut. Also, I think there's no one on whose side to be. Yes, that's very good. Actually, that's very fair. I'm on the father's side. Like the the I I I think um, in spite of the, like w- in all the other stories, you're rooting for someone. Yeah, somebody who's no, active and like, but somebody who's like active in I the narrative it, as opposed to appearing on television and then walking up at the end of the segment with a hammer. That sort of thing. <laughs> it's a strange yeah. kind of a thing because there there are kind of you know um, people who who kind of have um, uh, power, I guess in 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 each story, or pe- people who are quite well off, but they're also victims of their kind of um, wealth or their position in society. I guess, like in 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 some sense. In 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 that because he is the man he is, he is um being ripped off by his uh, uh lawyer and 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 everybody else. Well, he's not ripped off. He 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 takes care of that. Um, he very much avoids being ripped off. I would argue. I think he, he gets does. A bargain he does. By the end of it. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. But but the the it's 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 kind of um he know he knows that the consequences of of you know what what um. Because he 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 calls off the the deal yeah. with the with the with the results that the gardener um, won't go to prison that is that is that is that is, that is um, son will go to prison. Um, so the, the, it's it's not that kind of it's not that the gardener dies because of what he does. He the, the gardener dies in spite of kind of um, what he does, which is which is like this this um, this is this is wrong. Um, are are are, are t- well? It it's more it's more along the lines of has anybody seen the 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 Dave Chappelle sketch when keeping it real goes wrong? There are moments in this movie where it feels like when keeping it real goes wrong, and then there are some in the movie where it's where keeping it real goes right, where it, it, it kind of you know where where you're 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 just being kind of a an an authentic person. And kind of, it feels good to just do um, what you think is right, regardless of what you're meant to do. I think. I, okay, well. But so you felt that that's what the father was doing? I did. Yeah. They, 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 I didn't. I, I think, felt he just went off. Yeah, I think like, like you're, me- you're, meant, you're meant to kind of, um, one, if. Because if, the person who did what was right in the end, ultimately, was the son. Because the son said, "No, I don't want this. I want yeah. to confess." I mean, the son was. I don't. In traditional terms, he behaved most morally. I don't. I don't know how how much I believe in the son, though. I I, I feel I feel like did they, they like to to what Darren said about like the son being kind of, you know, um, 
naive unaware, and maybe not understanding of, the consequences yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it. He wasn't eight. Like, I mean, he was no. he's twenty old. The kid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it 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 felt it felt to me that that the um, that the father was being. Um, I did. I did feel for the father. I don't know what it was because it 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 felt like it 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 just kept 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 going, um for um for him, and that more and more kind of like money was being taken out of him, but that it wasn't about the money. It was about the kind of the principle of the thing. Um, I I kind of almost took the exact opposite out of that. I just yeah. didn't feel that. I almost took the exact opposite of that, where it's like, no, 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 like it's not even that the system is so corrupt and broken that the rich can bribe their way out of it. It's so corrupt and broken that the rich can strong arm a better fecking deal for themselves. He doesn't have to pay that much to buy his way out of it. This is just the same way that he would negotiate a deal with somebody who's refusing to sign the papers on a merger, somebody who's refusing to like sell the stocks that he wants. You just go away and you act like you're all aloof and you don't care and you wait for them to come to you and lower the price and you you set your terms then um well it's I, it's because it's because the assumption is that he'll do whatever it takes to protect his yeah. son yeah and it's like well, uh, and and he it kind of eventually he's he's kind of like no then I'm, I'm 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 not going to do that um then that flies in the face of the chicken kiev man <laughs> that's kind of like why i was reminded of it because it reminded me of that it, it felt it felt like this kind of um position against um the idea of kind of partiality accounting in itself for why something is right or wrong that we should just do we should just do it because it's our child or do it because it's our yeah wife. but I, I just didn't i just thought he thought it had got too expensive to look after his kids and he thought meh and that for me, like, I, I, I don't know, the, the whole thing just was interesting, but. I don't know. It's, it's like, like, I've, I've, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't know. I know I felt it. I felt that. And it's, it's a nice kind of a problem to have, but feeling that it's unfair that it, it that I, um, not so much anymore now because I'm a little bit older, but certainly growing up, I felt like it didn't really matter what what I failed at because, like, I, I, I would I would always have you know uh, parents who 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 would support me. I suppose it's probably even true now. Like, like if, yeah, but I mean, if, I would say as a parent having kids is that you can just love them no matter what. I mean, even if they do something awful i'm not uh, as their mother i'm allowed to love them forever i'm not allowed yeah. to feel like that about anyone else like i mean god forbid they committed murder or something like that if it was a partner you, you'd have to disown them but your kids you don't have to so i mean it's a complicated the whole thing is is complicated and interesting in the fact that we're we all got something different out of it or or but i then if that is his great you know, if he wants to protect his son, but then he, he finds does. actually no. Like, this, I, the injustice has cost far too much. I'm not going. For I this. don't think he does want to protect his son, and and I think that the, the, that he he realizes that he doesn't want to do this. He's only he's only he's only doing this because he's expected to, and that is that 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 is not his um his ethic, um. He 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 might love his son, but also want his son to to suffer the consequences of what he's done, 
and there's 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 a kind of um I, 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 I don't know. It, I, mean, I mean, it's the extreme of kind of tough love, but um, but I've 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 I I I feel like I it's always kind of bothered me that that um, as a child that idea, or just about kind of like you know, generationally how uh, like advantages just kind of pass to to. But like, but he does get the ultimate advantage. He does get his son off, he, and he gets his son off for a much better price. Like, again, that's the thing that, like, that's the thing that I kind of responded to was the fact that, like, he spends most of the the segment trying to buy his son a free pass, and then he realizes the pass is too expensive, and he just manages to negotiate down so that everybody else gets screwed. He gets to protect his son. And he gets to avoid paying anything more than he initially seemed like he was going to end up paying. Yeah, but he got a the, bargain. The, the for way it. the way the way he does that is by biting bullets. You know that that they 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 have him by the balls uh, as as long as he is willing to do whatever it takes to um, protect his son. As yeah, soon, but it's the son who not, breaks that impasse, not not him. But, it's the son by saying, "Okay, I want to confess." But he 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 was there much earlier, kind of saying the same thing, wasn't he? I don't think so. I think it's only at the at that. I'm not. I could be wrong, but I think it's only at that point that he goes, eh, "Do what you want. I don't care." Well, it's around the same time they're having the conversation where they're having about like the fees and how the fees will be split and that sort of thing. And uh, th- like, and then the sun barges in. So I think it all ha- kind of happens at once, as I recall. Because um, they're talking anyway, about- I thought they were all horrible. I didn't care <laughs> yeah. about any of them. Uh, not even the gardener. Like, I mean, I-, I wasn't rooting for anyone, and I just thought. Like I mean, there's all sorts of food for thought, but I don't I, yeah, care. I, I I I found the whole thing disgusting, and I was I was glad when it started kind of unraveling. Um, I guess was it was <laughs> was 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 the way I felt. Like I was I was rooting against the arrangement. I don't know if I was rooting for like any particular anything person, particular. But yeah, I just, I just, I just kind of did. I, I, I liked how he kind of um, um, punctured the um, the the kind of craveness of it because there's there's the exploitation of the of the gardener, but there's the, also the kind of exploitation of expectation of 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 you know he's he's the father, so he'll do he'll do whatever it takes. Why, 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 why do we, why do we do these things? I mean, does it benefit society? I guess to, to, to. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would think it's. I certainly wouldn't have taken it that he was just protecting his son. Like he was protecting himself, his, his reputation, his family, yeah. all of that stuff. You know, like in protecting his son, it wasn't about. It was to keep the family out of disgrace. They didn't want bad news. It wasn't. It wasn't all about love. It was that's, a hell of a lot about ego. That's what I liked as well, though. Is that he's willing to to sacrifice that as well? That 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 he because his his uh, family would have lost their reputation um, as well if 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 he had if he had done what he was um, intending to do, which is like oh let let him let him turn himself in then. Okay. You know um, what I mean? Anyway, sorry, we're, we're probably kind of we're talking very much about the fifth segment, but to, to, to take to step back and take a, a big picture thing, um, what I kind of like to respond to something I think Andrew said that I found very interesting, which is this idea that the movie's 
almost about like keeping it real as it were i i find the movie or watching it i found the movie a lot more ambivalent um on that point i found the movies like the movie's point wasn't necessarily that there's something great in expressing your because again it's your animalistic self the title is literally wild tales um it's it's savage tales i think translated there as well you have the sequence before the opening credit sequence where the model is flipping through the magazine and it's the picture of the gazelle being chased by the animals but then even the opening credits are all set against pictures of like predators birds of prey and you have this kind of like i think like zephron himself has kind of said you know we are animals we have strong instincts just like wild beasts have them but we as humans acquire an extra quality repression we repress our instincts which is something animals can't do they are ruled by our instincts we have conscience memory and we know that if we do this the consequence will be these um however the price that one pays for repressing these uh these instincts is very high it creates frustration and anguish sometimes we spend years thinking about what we should have said or what we should have done in a certain situation but when we are confronted with situations in which repressing these instincts is almost impossible, we can definitely lose control. All of us lose control of ourselves, or at the very least can understand why someone loses it. And I don't think the movie endorses the loss of control. I think instead that it just acknowledges that at a certain boiling point, that loss of control happens and it has consequences. Why, and I why think are like, we... Why it it's, it's it's so strange to me like what are we trying what are we trying to control and maintain society like they, 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 um other people yeah but what, what's so great about society well it prevents like us they, from they, dying they, in a ditch in a car no, exploding we're while... already dying like they, 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 I, f- I felt like the, the this movie felt like it was the, the 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 point of it is be yourself the world is ending yes well i, like, I would agree that what, it, what, it's what, the world is ending i'm not entirely yeah. sure that its response is Ah, sure, go wild. I think it's more like you have. What? Are, sorry, is it? Is it the world? Is the point of the movie then the world is ending? So, like, as you were, like, ju- <laughs> just could continue, like, pre- um, pretending that you're that that um, that 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 your true self doesn't exist. I- and do 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 whatever you're meant to do. I don't know if it's um, quite that didactic. Yeah, it had a point as such. I thought it was more that it was just showing you you know, what would happen or what or could what happen. happen. But I didn't feel that it came down on a particular, like there was no moral to it. I didn't feel particularly. That, I think that's why the other one jarred for me because it was just so, <laughs> The other ones, you know, you were kind of going, I totally understand if your car gets towed and the, you know, the bureaucracy and how you could, I, I totally get that yeah I'm with you. yeah if I had all that gel ignite I'm sure I might blow stuff up too you get it and you understand that urge though you also understand why maybe blowing stuff up isn't a great idea you know you've all of those but you've all been through everyone's been through yeah I mean I know society isn't that great and why do we do it? we probably do it too much but I thought if anything it was just going well look what can happen if you do go in just look it wasn't saying yes no anything just well, I look think more more than that though like more than that though i think it, it's not just saying look at what happens it's saying it's inevitable that it happens it's like things are broken in the world right now or things are ang- people are angry there's all this stuff that's kind of bubbling up inside and sometimes that stuff is personal as it is in the pasternak story at the very first one where it's all his issues. He's literally loaded a plane full yeah. of his issues and he's going to attack it. 
Sometimes it, it's broader and more more social as it is in like the second story where it's the moneylender who's going to become mayor who's exploited this family and caused the suicide. Sometimes it's related to the two where you get the sense in the third story with the road rage that it's, it is related to class as much as anything else. It's the Audi driver being an asshole and kind of treating this redneck with disrespect and the redneck having the opportunity to assert a response to that. Sometimes it's a combination no, of the they, two like in Bombita. It's the... It's- it's the Audi driver, um, and the 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 redneck um, uh, points out, like he he um, the Audi driver shouts at him. He says, "Hey, asshole!" Yeah. And then when 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 the redneck is uh, destroying his car, he I think he repeats it more than once. He says, "Pussy." Yeah. And it, it's 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 meant to mean like you're 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 a coward. Yeah. Masculinity. It's, it's that um, performative kind of like yeah. acting out sort of like show of strength or dominance. Exactly. It's um, it's like you pretend like to to be um yeah, the the this is sort of um it's it's yeah, as you say, it's this performative masculinity, but it um and exactly, but it's it's That's it exactly, it's peacocking, yeah. It's it's the redneck challenging that and um which which is satisfying in itself if 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 that's all it was, but it, then then it's the kind of the the the, the response. To that. Okay, but but yeah, but uh, the redneck was also blocking the car getting <laughs> past. You know, there was two yeah, of them in yeah, it. No, like I, I mean, he, he wouldn't let him go past, even though he was driving super yeah. slow. Well, I mean, like, I, so, I think it's important that the, the, the story ends with both of them blown up in each other's hands. It's like, yeah, neither of them so is the, right. The, neither, like, they, they both the got there. Ending. Yeah, they got there together. It was a collective effort. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, then you go on to the fourth story with Bombita, where there's this, like, ambiguity where he's angry at the towing company. But it's also suggested that he's also angry about other stuff as well. Like, he wouldn't have done it. He's, he's always, always angry about yeah, everything. You're always blaming society. He's, uh, the world is against yeah. him. Yeah, but kind of... it's the idea of kind of having, you know, uh, rent, rent seekers and gatekeepers in society and just feeling like... Did not not like that that he can't he can't talk to a person because there there are all these kind of um layers of um bullying, um kind of in, insulating him from from anything else. but i think like it's, it's also kind of tied it's also suggestedly tied to his family life as well it's it's not just one thing it's anger in general it's the reaction against his wife saying oh why why weren't you there why couldn't you be there you're going to be there on time it's, it's kind of the frustration at his bosses letting him go it's all of that like again i i don't think the movie is didactic i don't think the movie is saying like okay well this is a good thing or a bad thing i think it's more saying that like in society at the moment, there is a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. People are incredibly frustrated and angry. And that is going, people are going to explode as a result of that. And they're going to act out. And the way in which they act out, the things that cause them to act out will be radically different from case to case. Sometimes it will be, you know, sometimes it could be a class problem that manifests as a personal issue with the Audi and the redneck where like there is a class element there, but it just becomes two guys murdering each other. Sometimes it could be the opposite. It could be a personal issue as it is with Bombita and his family expressing itself as class warfare with the blowing up of the DMV. Sometimes, you know, it's not as clearly divorced or as, as simple as all that. And like, I mean, in the second story, it's the, it's the cook whose own personal story. Yeah. We don't know at all who is most, she is most devoted to killing your man. The waitress is like, 
well, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Ah, oh, yeah, kill him, kill him, kill him. I mean, it, it's the, the, we don't know why she's quite so intent, but she really is intent, the older lady. And if the rat poison doesn't work, well, here's a knife. Knife? That sequence is amazing. But like my, my, my thing is though, like I think like if the movie is saying something, it's saying something. Like it's that moment from a movie that I know I like a lot more than a lot of podcast guests and my co-host. It's it's that moment from Three Billboards where like, like one of the characters just looks at like the carnage unfolding around them and goes, all this anger. Um, and like because that, that was really what Three Billboards seemed to be about for me was just it is literally all this anger, everything is going to burn itself down um, if people just keep getting angry at one another without figuring out what they're angry about and trying to work through it. And I think they know exactly what they're angry about. Here or in, not, in, in three billboards? Or? No, here. It, it, sorry, here. Okay. Um, I don't think any of the anger is misplaced. Really? Or misdirected. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Uh, they, 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 I, 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 I think um, people... In, in this movie are are losing control, but that the control isn't something that kind of they would have if 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 it were up to them. Sorry, if, if that makes sense. As 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 in it's um it's something that they've kind of um that has been forced upon them or or that they have forced upon themselves in order to kind of um fit in. You know what I mean? And like, I think for me, that's where the fifth story kind of fits, which is this idea, like, the reason why everybody is so angry is because it's not working. Like, the, the way in which society is structured is not working. You can buy your way out. There will be no, no, but the person who killed that woman and her child will never face any consequences whatsoever. And I know we talked about the culpability of the gardener, but let's call him innocent in that crime, at least. A guy who is innocent in the crime for which he's being attacked mm -hmm. is going to die as a result of it. Because yeah. there is no, no justice because society in this way is fundamentally broken. Well, um, and that no, it, yeah, it can't afford it... justice. It can't afford justice where it's needed and where it's due. And I, again, that's, I think, like, again, it's nice that we keep coming back to the fifth story, but I think that's where, for me at least, the kind of nub of the, the kind of six stories seem to be, which is there's this thing that's broken. We can't fix it. We're... We can so well, do how nothing. do you get that from the movie? Okay, okay. that we can't fix it. Well, how do you like the, the? Well, it doesn't offer that many solutions. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm, I I'm, no, I, I, the the movie is not offering literal solutions. It it is it is offering it is offering solutions though. It's not actually blowing up a DMV. It's, what is it then? And it's not. It's not actually stabbing uh, the guy. The, the problems are real. Yeah. The solutions yeah. are allegorical. Yeah. It's. 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 It. It's not. It's just whatever. not going along with 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 the. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um. Um. It's just not not going along with with the with with something that you disagree with. And like I um whatever the consequences. Then where are, does the wedding one yeah. come in? Because it. Uh, Sorry, I feel like this is myself and Anya ganging up on Andrew. Apologies about this. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the, 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 it's, it's in, in, in the wedding. There's, there, uh, the wedding is another institution that tells you how you're meant to behave. 
Um, and I, I, I am, am somebody who, who believes in marriage. Um, uh, but, but, but not, not generally. You know, just <laughs> not mandatorily. Yeah, yeah, not like, yeah, not like yeah. as a no, rule. But yeah. they, it, it, it means nothing when it means nothing. You know, yeah. where, where, um, people get married because they're 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 kind of um, uh, meant to, but not only next step yeah. exactly. But but not only do they do that, but they do it in a certain way to kind of the the wedding is so gross, like, and. It's 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 just some it's it's something that we do a lot in this country, which is have the 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 uh, huge weddings, and they're enjoyable. They're a lot of fun, and people have a right to do them if they want to do them. But it it it, it kind of um, it's it 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 feels like this bride in in this movie is kind of gotten very involved in in the whole um kind of status of a thing and so and so 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 was the the husband um or the, the the groom and and that's um realizing that it's kind of um all um built on lies in 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 this case and then meeting a magic chef who um, solves all their problems? Who, who solves all their problems? Yeah, which which it, it, it felt a lot like The Shining. Um, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, well, but but in, in the scenes where she's running through the hotel and being chased, like the um, and I love the scene when the groom is being lifted and he's looking. And he sees true into the kitchen, and you can see the, the, chef. the, the chef is like <laughs> describing what just happened. And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, he, there's there's like a really saying. good line from the like the sixth story. Like again, like and Anya mentioned the kind of tonal shift from the from the fifth to the sixth story. I think that's genius in large part because it means that you leave the movie on a high. Because I think the the sixth story is the like broadest comedy of them all." It's the one that has, I think, for me, the highest quantity of laughs and the highest energy and the most go for brokenness of it all. Um, and there's a, like a moment, there's like one line that I really love. And I thought about when Andrew said like how it's about these big weddings and the fact that, you know, you have all these weddings that you don't need. The moment after she smashes the the kind of other girl into the mirror and we cut out through the hall and we're kind of like panning through the hall over to see her covered in blood. But where her mother's like, I'm very sorry about this. It was still a wonderful party. Um, which I kind of love. It's like, so h- how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Um, kind of moment to it. Um, but like, I, I, I kind of just, I, I don't entirely agree with Andrew on on the sixth story. I think, like, the sixth story is important because the last one it wraps everything up. I think it's notable where it's the only story where the characters at the end choose love over anger, like quite literally and quite know. physically. Oh, they do. They, they very much they... do. Well, they accept accept um, each other, and isn't that love? I don't. I don't no, okay. I, 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 I. Sorry, I suppose it's difficult. Love is an interesting <laughs> word because it means a lot of different things. Yes, they literally love each other. <laughs> um, uh, we, <laughs> um, and 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 like depending on kind of like how you interpret that word, I guess you could make an argument for it. But I I don't think it's happily ever after. I think they are both. They will live happily ever after, 
but not because they have each other. Um, they made a I, corporate decision. Yeah, yeah. I think she she will um continue to have other lovers, and he um um I think respects her. I guess and and um and has given. But so will given, he, presumably. Then oh, yeah. I mean, it's based on his infidelity. Hers was only reactive. He he he's he's sort of given in to the um to the kind of horrid reality of it um because and, 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 yeah 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 because he he realizes that like he is he's brought this on himself and you don't mess about like if 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 your bride's uh dad is the thing um uh you just don't um <laughs> Like, like they, 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 he, 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 he's, um, he, he's, he's, he's going to come off very badly from, from, from this. But I, but I think he, he knows that, like, those are the consequences, and he stopped trying to kind of, you know, um, convince her to uh, be some person that she isn't, um, and res- respects that she is. But like, but I think like it's the only story that ends with a reconciliation, though. Like even even Bombita ends with yeah, him in prison. they are reconciled, but but I I don't think they're you know they're reconciled like that. I think they're 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 going to kind of yeah, but no, I I, I, I don't. Um, well, I don't imagine they're going to go off and have two point four. Again, in that one, like I mean, I didn't particularly like any of them. I under I you know I mean. I I understood her, but I, I wasn't rooting for her or not not to do what she did. I would have liked if she just stormed off. So the fact that she didn't, that it, well, she's meant to storm off. Like it's almost a kind of oh sorry no, but that, that's it. Like I mean that I, I would have liked if if she had just walked off into the sunset. That would have been the only redeeming thing. The fact that she stayed and you know, as you described, came to an agreement. I don't know whether, what what agreement I think they came to. But it's almost as if, like, the, the kind of being um, jilted on wedding day is almost like a... Cliché. Yeah, yeah, like, like that, 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 that would have been a kind of easier. Um, or that, it, that, it, that it's a, it's a kind of an, 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 an easier narrative to kind of... Uh, portray or something that's that, like she ran off and then it's her her fault it's like no no you've you've married me you've messed up um and um no but i mean it w- she would have been more traditionally likable and that yeah. what's interesting about it is that she didn't yeah. go off you know that she stayed and made mayhem I- that's made, made the whole thing otherwise it would have been just really yeah. boring yeah, yeah yeah i mean what 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 was really interesting about that was that she she just she said, "Well, I'm stuck here now, but boy, am I going to make everyone sorry?" Yeah, I mean, like, and that was, I mean, that was a fabulous scene. The, the moment where she, yeah, where she scenes. picks up the kind of other woman and goes spinning with her, and you have the camera going wild around them. She's like, she's like that roll. Remember the theme park? It's like the roller coaster. Remember the roller coaster? Oh yeah, by the way, the one that came off the track, smash. Um, but like, that, like <laughs> the, the entire sequence is fantastic. But again, I I think there's something in the fact that the movie ends there, where 
And okay, fine. We can argue about whether or not it's a reconciliation. We can argue and not like what the relationship is going to be afterwards. But it is but it, peace. It is a sort of agreement it is, of it is, whatever, whether it's love or corporate decision to yeah. stay married. Inc. And the, is like they're both they're both it, living happily. None of them are in prison. And no, no one's no, dead. Yeah, no one's dead. Nobody is in prison. Definitely yeah, there's, there's no massive plane crash. This is like this is the movies like this is the healthiest possible way of doing the thing that you did and a woman still gets completely covered in glass and shattered but i like well, I, I it's a sorry. it's a kind of an abandonment of trappings it's like let, let's um like just flush yeah. away all of the kind of like i i thought and they were, they were kind of like she wanted to have a perfect wedding maybe she believed that um i did I, I, I like. She probably had her suspicions anyway. Yeah. But, but. Well, the fact she saved the number. The fact like, that she saved. But I mean, yeah. it wasn't just a perfect. Like it wasn't just her perfect wedding. It was her. You know, the, the woman yeah. who was there talking, going on. Like so she clearly didn't know who anyone yeah. was there. She. It was. It was a society event. I mean, it was about her parents, his parents. It was. It's that sort of thing where the actual relationship gets completely yeah. lost, and they end up finding it again. Yeah, they're like, and, you know, and again, not to put a super happy ending, because I don't think it's a super happy ending, but they end up like connecting on, and again, at the risk of well, being sitting on an animalistic, but the most level, basic, level, the most like, and you yeah. have that shot of like the the married couple I, from I the. I don't cake. think they're in love again. Oh, I I think well, they're going to stay married. They're going to continue having sex, and they both seem to understand one another a bit better. That's uh, all you've ever <laughs> wanted. <Dan. laughs> yes, I would like a relationship where two people understand each other at a basic level. That is exactly what I'm going for here. Um, it's a small thing, but it's what I aspire towards. But no, like, I, okay, may, maybe maybe that's reaching. But I like that's kind of what I I kind of took away from it. It's this sense. You know, it's it's not moralistic. I don't think it's didactic. I don't think it's saying that you. it's a good thing to let all this anger out. I also don't think it's saying anything as, like, trite as, well, when you go for revenge, best dig two graves. I think it just says people are incredibly wound up, incredibly tense. There's a lot of anger in the air, and it's going to find a way out. And you need to maybe find a way to live with it. And I think... You know, we can argue about Bombita. I think Bombita is an interesting segment uh, because of the ending. But I think the only characters who really meaningfully learn to live with it are those in the final two, in the final story. And I think that it's telling that that comes immediately after the the section we've talked most about, the fifth one, which is like, by the way, society's screwed. Nobody's ever going to face any consequences for what they do. The rich are protected and insulated and the poor people will get exploited even if they're complicit in it and suffer and die for it. Um in 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 the final story they have reconciled with each other but they have abandoned what they sought to abandon they haven't reconciled with like society or with kind of norms or anything like that no there'll be a bit of reconciling yeah. to do after yeah, that yeah i, I, I imagine, yeah. imagine like what the what the next big family barbecue is like um <laughs> they they reconcile with each other's kind of like authentic selves, I guess. That like he he's he's a um bastard and it doesn't matter to her because she can be worse. <laughs> um and, and and is going to enjoy yeah. it. Um yeah. Or not worse, but you know, that 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 is like, Yeah, it's like if you you can absolutely mess with me. <laughs> 
I will take uh, you. Response. I will I mean, like you know whatever yeah, you think exactly. whatever you think you can dish out. I can I can match you pound for pound. <laughs> we are made for one another. You think that's yeah. bad? You have no idea what's coming your way. And again, like I I actually like the the sixth segment. It's such so infectious and so chaotic. And again, we probably should shout this out. Actually, um, talk a little bit about the direction by Zifron. Um, I think it's phenomenal. I think the entire six movies, some of the shots, yeah, some of the shots, but not and the attention to detail. So things like rewatching it. So like the Pasternak sequence, right? And the Pasternak sequence, the first time you watch it, it's very conversational. It's it's a model and a music critic who are having a conversation in an airplane. And then gradually, people begin to realize that you know, oh wait, you you know Pasternak too? Oh, how do you know him? And and this stuff's happening. But when you watch it a second time, you watch it how much he crams into the frame. So while they're having this conversation, there's this entire drama playing out silently in the background where like Pasternak himself walks up through the aisle and closes the cabin door holding a couple of cups of coffee, which is like how he takes control of the plane. Then while they're kind of talking, you can see in the background, the stewardess is on the phone, drastically trying to ring the cabin. And it's great because you can see it in the background of the shot where she's panicking and trying not to let the like the passengers know that she's panicking while they're just talking about, oh yeah, I was I should have called myself a grave digger. And you could just see her in the background desperately trying to bang on the door. Um, and then like, so it, like it's all so immaculately put together. But even things like- it is- is a film to watch twice yes absolutely and even things like that like because it's it's a very dynamic movie the camera is constantly moving and spinning to give a sense of movement but it's also like you mentioned some of the shots they're fantastic one of the things that Zifron does which I absolutely love is he constantly frames his characters his characters are constantly yeah even like in the Pasternak scene like for, you know the, the there's a shot she's putting up yes, her luggage yeah. and the shot is from the, the perspective of of the above head yeah. luggage rack yeah and like the window on the plane for She's example. framed there yeah, yeah. The, the window on the and like there's a wonderful sequence like in the second story where the camera kind of circles round from like the lone shark eating to the two serving windows into the kitchen and the cook like is standing in one and the waitress is in the other and then the camera moves and follows the cook over and they're in a box it's so beautifully constructed things like the the way in which the final shot in like the road rage segment is the two of them shot through the sunroof as well because they're still boxed in the fact that like the sequence uh, bombita opens with like the slow pan backwards from him setting up all the demolition charges where you have all the pillars down so it looks like he's in prison the point at which like several points when he's getting those tickets there's tickets are always attacked to, to, to like grates so you're looking at him through this like subway grate so it's like he's imprisoned or trapped bars, bars. Yeah. and like in in the fifth story you have a moment where like the doors open the gates open to the house and the prosecutor and the lawyer look like they're again separated vertically like by bars things like even the little the weird sculpture of the guy who's almost like he's trapped in the wall that sort of stuff and like in the six story moments where like characters are kind of shown through there's a one and again because it's you don't notice it because it's dynamic like they're not static shots the camera's moving and objects are moving and they line up perfectly at particular moments like there's a moment in the wedding story where she's running through the corridors and he's chasing after her and he opens the door 
and you see the two of them through the door frame as well but it's only while the door swings open it, it's again it's a beautifully constructed shot yeah. and so you have this kind of idea that all the characters are trapped physically they're kind of locked in they're like again like if they're animals they're like caged animals and they're reacting against being caged which again is is nice visual storytelling i would argue i think it's immaculately well made um it, it's really really and, it, and like even things like the use of color are, are stunning as well i think the use of what color sorry color like the way oh yeah yeah like like the way in which everything looks kind of white and pristine and then kind of neon and the way which it's lit it's kind of stunning um but what about yourself actually um onya what what uh, anything jumping out at you that you want to talk about with the movie no (laughs) i mean i (laughs) i think we covered a lot of i i don't like i i think there's so much to admire in it I think maybe that's it. I kind of admired it rather than liked it. Maybe that is what I'm getting from this conversation. <laughs> that I mean, I all the things that you say about it, I totally agree. And I mean, I I I, I don't know. I just some, for some reason I think I think maybe I find the emotion of it weirdly contrived or something i don't know is it too poppy is it like is it, like it's one of the things i think like i've i've talked with people and particularly about like modern movies where modern movies tend to have a kind of a weird poppy pop music energy to them and this kind of struck me like that where there are parts of it that feel very kind of abstract or not not like cartoonish kind of like looney tunesy like the like the freeze frame the freeze frame of pasternak's parents like as we cut to credits and moments like that, which is hilarious, but it's also something that like it it's avoided. Yeah, it's a very kind of it, it, it's a very individualistic movie. Mm. It's the thing that I, I kind of com, comes com, comes true, I think, in all all of the stories. And I think that our reactions are very much a reflection of that. And I think that mm. each of us has taken something very much based on personal stuff, and. So, that is, you know, we've we've had quite different and strong reactions to the same specific character or event. And I think that's unusual in itself. Yeah. And it's yeah. an achievement. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of and, and I think Darren is right as well about that it's not kind of uh moralizing or didactic, but it that, that at the same time, kind of that that it can mean that for somebody as 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 well. Well, sure. I mean, and inevitably, that, I think in stuff like that, you're always going to say, "Well, what would I do?" Yeah. Right. And I think that I mean, even watching something like Nomadland, you're it's interesting to sort of check in with what you hope for her, you know, and when you realize, well, what what would I like them to do? What would I do? What am I come? You know, all of those things are interesting whenever you're watching. And yeah, I think in some ways it it upended everything. And then it didn't. That probably doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, no, it does. It, it, the like like the 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 question it kind of. It's a good point about um, um, I haven't seen Nomadland by the way, but the 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 the, the point about of like what 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 would you do? 
because I, I guess the question with this movie is like, would I? Um, well, I think the question's more, what would you want to do? Like, I, I think like there's like we talked about catharsis. Catharsis is a huge part of this. Like, there are, I think, people like, would you poison the loan shark who's running from it, or would you want to? Like, like you really want to, and and like the fact that you won't act on that is that a, like it's up to you to decide is that a good or a bad thing, you know? Like, it's up to you to decide. It's like. But you kind of want to. There's a part of you on some level that probably wants to. Because, again, like the chef. I, I love the chef. The chef's so fantastic. Where she's just like, kill him. Kill him now. Um, prison is great. Yeah, be, be, um, I'm just as trapped out here as I was in prison. Because we're all trapped in this cage. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry, the, the, the word I was trying to think of was compromise. It's like, would you compromise? You know, would, would, you, would, you, would you pay the fine? <laughs> like, well, that's that's of, the conversation course, they have in the like, line where it's like you yeah. you can pay the fine and go on with your life, yeah, or you yeah. can give yourself you just a heart kill attack. a little bit of yourself. Yeah. But <laughs> well, have you ever been clamped? <laughs> Did you pay the fine? <laughs> I I I've never I've I've I'm 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 fairly I I feel like I've paid for a lot more tickets than I needed. <laughs> 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 I probably kept the speed limit more than um uh, like I've 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 done it exactly as much as I meant to, <laughs> but um with like you know I I feel I feel like kind of on the road I'm fair I'm 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 a kind of a a rules follower, um, but yeah I I I I don't know they they it it so you've never been clamped is what you're saying. You've never no, had no, no. to debate with yourself whether you will pay the <laughs> fine or take some terrible retribution. <laughs> it, it's 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 often seemed like a great business. Um, Clamping, and or... it seems like 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 yeah, no, well, like like um, parking and and clamping and that sort of thing. And and as well, yeah. it's the thing that happening that really gets me is that like you you get like commission for it. You're like actually paid to hunt people and to catch people out. It's not a civic function. Well, yes, yeah, a, a concession. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got um, clamped once by mistake, and he had to come back and free me without me paying. He was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> they want to clamp down on that sort of thing on you. They want to clamp down on it. <laughs> <laughs> Galway used to be really bad for that. I don't know if it still is, but I, re- I remember always thinking of like Galway when I thought of clamping. <laughs> the clamping Galway's capital a of Ireland. Disaster for for like driving and parking and. Yeah, I totally yeah. understand the urge to take <laughs> terrible revenge. I mean, I, I totally get it. You know, and as it's that episode of The Simpsons um, when Homer goes to New York. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an origin story when guy has to drive the car home and Barney gets it stuck there. Um, all right, just very quickly, um, anything else you want to talk about? Anything we haven't discussed already? Um, I feel like we've kind of slept on Ricardo. Da- we front-loaded the episode with Ricardo Darren content. Uh, but I do think he's really, really good as Simone Fisher here. Of course. You're trying to rename him I Darren. am indeed. Um, it's not at all because... <laughs> I thought the soundtrack was also pretty fab. I love the, the um, that joke, um, the uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Calculado. Um, where, 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 uh, or sorry, is it Ray, um, Ray, Ray Calcudado? Oh, the bit where he's driving where, the where car says, and he re- crashes the car over and you hear the sat nav, you hear the sat nav saying recalculate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then when the Audi goes over the edge, I love that moment where, like, 
again <laughs> nice little background details the bit where like when simone is buying the cake you can see the truck coming around the corner like it's the shark from jaws and the fact where you like you can see them tow his car in the background through the window as he like haggles over the cake uh but that little sequence like when he's committed to doing what he's doing which like and again it's so beautifully shot it's so like it's like frankenstein's lab when he's doing what he's doing but like the moment where he's parked the car and he's waiting for it to be towed and he's having like a croissant and he's having a bit of coffee and he just kind of like he just sits there looking so content and so happy and so satisfied. And the moment he sees the car being wheeled off, he calls for the check again. It's it's that moment of almost catharsis, even before the bomb has gone off. It captures that sense of this is a guy who is like acting out, but is acting out in such a way that he's he's finally and maybe maybe Andrew's right. He's being his basic self, but he's also just getting relief. He's releasing that pressure valve, and it feels so good. It's becoming real. It's like it hurts not to not to be um, oneself. Like I'd 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 rather be like and and as I said, kind of at the beginning, I I I don't think the movie condones the specific behaviors, and I don't think I condone the specific behaviors. The lawyers made Andrew put that in. Um. <laughs> yeah, but but I I'd I'd rather kind of be myself and suffer the consequences, like, um, but know that I did it because of me. Then yeah, but you then... speak as a man who's never been clamped, so you know <laughs> you, I mean... you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know Andrew. Really? What can, what can you know about yourself unless you've been clamped? You were never there, really? man. You were never there. <laughs> well, you know what? What I what I what I what I might do is um, let them have the car. <laughs> Just um, on principle, because <laughs> I'm I'm suffering because I don't have a car. They're suffering because they're not getting any money. And out. and it's presumably um, eating up a. Space. I'm not. I'm just going to hazard the suggestion. I can't even speak anymore. I'm going to suggest that uh, uh, maybe you lose out more. Yeah, yeah. Than them and their ninety. Quid. I'd have. I'd have. I'd have to go blow up my own car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right then. I think that about wraps it up. Unless there's anything else we want to talk about. Anything that we haven't discussed already. Anything jumping out at either of you guys. I like the Cars 2 cake. <laughs> um, oh, Nader! In, in, Nader. In, in, in the prison. Yeah, Nader. The, yeah, and again, yeah. the fact that it's a tow uh, truck, which is quite nice as well. Exactly. Which is very clever. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, that's funny. that's the moment where I do, like, I honestly think of that like as a taxi driver sequence. Because again, not that the movie is, like, ardently realistic until that point. But the idea of the guards just letting his wife and, and like, child in like presumably late at night because it's all dark yeah. out and because he's become a folk yeah, hero exactly he's become a folk hero yeah. Anya's right like they, 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 that is the context of it he can do yeah. what he likes like yeah. they, they, he's, he's the only he's character who really wins yes yeah he's the only character who gets a happy ending aside from I would argue the final two um, and no Andrew that was not a sleazy pun um, <laughs> it's not a happy ending <laughs> He's going to suffer for the rest of his life. And I think he's into it, though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, there's a point okay. where he just decides, yeah, I'm into it. He picks up the, like, the moment where he picks up the knife and everybody gasps. And he just goes over and he says, I'm having some cake. Um, it's the moment where you kind of, I, anyway, I, I think. Ricardo. Yeah, but I think, like, I mean, he felt like an absolute loser on the outside. And that he was always at war with everyone. You yeah. could sort of see. That like he always felt that everyone was against him, and I don't think prisons. I think prison. He's the king of the castle. He loves it. I don't think that he prison is a loss for him at all. I think he thinks you. 
I'm finally a success. I'm finally recognized as the great man I am. The, the one. That- yeah. Yeah. He's not fighting anymore because he doesn't need to. Um, yeah, and then the, the, there's a kind of a like a, the pe- people think well, well, like if you believe so strongly about it, like would you go to prison? And I think people people ought to kind of, I guess, if they do feel strongly about things, to I hope that if 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 things were to get worse in this world, and I don't think it'll be parking, but that if things were to get worse, that I will be in in prison. Um, like I'd rather kind of be in in prison for um, uh, be, be, believing what I do than I'd rather than, get away uh, with than outside of prison for for yeah. I'd rather live as an international <laughs> fugitive. How my name and like face just plastered everywhere. Well, I mean, again, like that. That's the thing, though. I think like for the first four stories, the scale is so small and so personal that I'm like that. Be yourself. Like that idea of like standing up to something is almost kind of, like it's not something important is the thing it's it's you know it's acting out against the people who wronged you in your life by tricking them onto a plane it's an incident of road rage it's you know a loan shark um and you know i mean like yeah but he was responsible for the death of her that's father fair. that's very fair but but not the cook's father crucially not the cook's not father. the cook's father exactly that's what i love the cook was the one who was just so damn determined to kill that man well, yeah, the, the, because the cook is like, "What are you doing? Like, you, 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 you want this man dead? Yeah, get out yeah, the just, yeah, just do it. Yeah, just, yeah. just fucking do it. Just um, do it. All right, all right then. Yeah. And very quickly, uh, just to note again the direction and structuring the movie. One thing that I really like is how much of the movie kind of hands off from one to the next because they're they are disconnected all the stories um he did consider like doing a pulp fiction thing and having them all intersect or overlap or having common elements or carrying characters and actors across and he decided against that um and apparently he wrote like the parts multiple parts uh for different actors so he could shoot around their schedules so a fun game is to imagine a version of this movie where ricardo darren is absolutely everybody in this movie um but like <laughs> there, we have the technology we can do like a reverse nick cage thing we can do it we can do it um but what i do think i actually really like about it is the way in which they kind of almost hand off to one another so you have for example like the um the loan shark story ends with the cook being loaded into a police car and driven away and then the road rage story starts with him on the road the road rage story ends with a big explosion and Bombita begins with a big explosion as well. And you have Bombita ending with like him being happy in prison. And the entire like premise of the fifth story is, well, we don't want our son to go to prison. I like, I like that there's even beyond theme, there's these little kind of connective kind of tissue that ties it all together. I think it's very intricately designed. All right, then I think that about wraps it up. Unless anything else we want to discuss anything that hasn't occurred to us already. Um, Inappropriate smoking. I don't think there's too much food waste. He he. Eats well, a croissant. Yeah, she she kind of half steps out of the kitchen to yeah. smoke. Um, and there there is food goes on the floor. Yeah, so it scene. is rat poison food. Uh, to be fair, yeah. so I'm not entirely sure we can count that yeah, as food waste. Yeah. And he does enjoy that croissant. I really wanted a croissant while watching that. Like, um, <laughs> and and RoboCop reference, Andrew. I'm going to hand over to you as our kind of like wild tales expert and enthusiast. Is there a RoboCop reference in here, or is this the first wholly original film we've discussed on the 250? It's, it's the it's the it's the second wholly original film that we've seen on the. Uh, what was the first? 250. Uh, yeah. RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop did not contain <laughs> any RoboCop references. Um, <laughs> uh, 
All right, then. Um, no, so no. normally at the end of the podcast, we ask our guests to recommend something to listeners, something they're enjoying at the moment, something that brings them pleasure, something that listeners might enjoy or appreciate. So to give Anya a chance to think about that, I'm going to ask Andrew to go first. Um, I recommend Secret in Their Eyes again. Um, it's uh, terrific. It's um, it's funny. It's sad. It's beautiful. Um, uh, Ricardo Darin is is great. And there's there's all sorts of other, like... Um, gorgeous people in it and it's uh it's very it's very funny it, it there there is there are some terrific shots in the movie as well um and it's a real thriller so yeah check 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 it out um it, it's one of my favorite movies and the second most successful argentinian film of all time yeah 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 um, argentinians seem to um do good movies i guess although no that's that's probably not true at all like we only see the good ones. <laughs> um, um, anyway, but um, and aside from that, I'd recommend Magnolia, another in a, a bit of an anthology movie. Um, in 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 some ways, I'm, I mean they 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 kind of link together perhaps more than than Pulp Fiction, but for me, they do feel like kind of um, a to an extent, kind of separate stories that are just kind of um, knitted together. And Anya, what would you recommend for listeners? Um, well, I mean, the best thing I've seen for a while is Nomadland, um, which people will be able to see from the 30th of April. So Literally yesterday. Literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's well worth watching just for so many things but it's really interesting as you go along to ask yourself what you wish for her and why um and i'm reading a book called girl woman other i think and it's really good i would recommend that thank you perfect um in terms of recommendations for myself very very quickly in terms of kind of like because this is a we're kicking off a season of kind of international films so some international films i've seen recently i quite enjoyed beast clawing at straws uh which is a korean film um it also stars uh yun yu jung um who is at the moment a nominee and possible winner of the best supporting actress oscar as we're recording this as you release you'll know the answer or outcome to that mm. for her work on minari uh, which is great i feel like we didn't give minari a good enough shake when we did our oscars kind of forecast it's such a lovely warm little movie uh, Gregarin, uh which is a movie it's a parisian it's a french movie set in a paris set in one of the um kind of the, the big kind of compounds there but it's shot like a space movie uh, which is fascinating. So you've got this weird urban realist kind of setting, but it's shot like it's interstellar, directed by Christopher Nolan. Mm. And it's kind of fascinating to see in that sense. Uh, Welcome to the Terror Drome, which I think was the first British film directed by a black female filmmaker from 1995, which I only saw recently. Um, And it's stunning. It's messy. It's ugly and it's uncomfortable in places, but it is stunningly angry and kind of amazing that it's taken so long for it to be rediscovered. And because I threatened slash promised this earlier, the other recent anthology film that I would recommend, that I adore, I consider it to be the second greatest movie of the past decade, is the Wachowski's Cloud Atlas movie. Um, It is stunning. I have never seen another movie like that. Um, And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I need to rewatch it. The 10th anniversary is coming up. But it is one of the movies, like, there's a joke on this podcast about how difficult it is to make me cry. I cried like a baby at that. Um, and it turns out all you need is Tom Hanks traveling through time with a funny accent. Uh, but that gets me every time. Uh, no, it, it is a stunning meditation on the idea of love, connectedness and the human spirit. And I just, yeah, 
it is fantastic. Now, a film called Beast Beast, actually, um, that was an interesting, I mean, they, they say like so many things that it's a coming of age film, but it isn't in a traditional sense. It's set in a small American town um, and it's it's got a lot of interest in things going for it. And it's not totally dissimilar in theme. I mean, it's about justice, revenge, working out who you are, all kinds of things, um, belonging. And it's it's a very satisfying little watch. And uh, see, I like Diesel. Did you ever watch that on Netflix? Which one, sorry? It's set in a Orthodox Jewish community in Jerusalem. Oh. If I told you what it was about, you'd be bored to death, but it's actually addictive. It's really, really fascinating. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. That, that's on Netflix, is it? That's on Netflix, yeah. They made uh, two series about eight years ago, and then someone, you know, it got put on Netflix, and then it became a sort of sleeper hit and they've just released a third series which is a little bit uh, it doesn't it's getting going a bit better now though it was a bit clearly like oh jesus it's a success let's make another one <laughs> um so they had a bit of an unorthodox approach to it then is what you'd say indeed <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, perfect and also like netflix have a habit of doing that i think you you is a story they took from lifetime a tv show they took from lifetime and turned it into a worldwide phenomenon when lifetime couldn't get 12 people to watch oh it. my netflix god like yeah netflix like no 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 we've got four seasons and a movie coming all right then <laughs> so uh, that about wraps it up then so before we go just where can we where can we find you what you up to me um still scribbling things in the Sunday end all right thank you very much Anya we'll be back next week we'll be continuing our world tour doing our annual anime or Miyazaki if you will we'll be discussing Studio Ghibli's Princess Mononoke with the wonderful Dima Lumbly the fantastic Graham Day and the wonderful Breed Martin we hope you'll join us then take it easy bye thank you bye thank you so much bye, bye. thanks guys